everyone, and welcome back once again to You Should Play This Game. Uh, my name is James Grant, and with me is... Alison Villanueva. Uh, I thought there was a, a moment there where I thought you were going to do a bit. I can't... Uh, I totally should have, but I I would actually fully zoned out before you said that, and I was like, oh wait, I got to say my name. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, that's enough of a bit on its own. It's fine. <laughs> anyway... Uh, I have another game this week that I think you should play, and this one I am once again fairly confident just based on me sort of being present for every time you've ever played a tabletop RPG uh, that you haven't played this one. No, I haven't. I have played like uh, one tabletop game, and that's Dungeons and Dragons. Well, you're gonna have to play another one after you play Pathfinder, which we already talked about. Today, I'm going over something pretty different. It's called Lasers and Feelings, which is a great name for a game. And it also comes from a song, which is a great name for a song. Okay, I was going to say, like, I want that to be the name of my first EP or something like that. But someone apparently already beat me to it. Yeah, so it's based on the song by the Double Clicks. I don't oh, cool. know that the game has a ton to do with the song just because mm. it it sort of does. It's this kind of sci-fi um you're you're a very Saturday morning cartoon sci-fi spaceship going up against a randomly selected villain with a randomly selected plot that you have to foil. Um but it is a very short and sweet game which is a big reason that I wanted to talk about it today. It's a concept that I've been getting really into recently. These ideas of one page tabletop games or very, very short form tabletop games. Um, This one in particular, uh, it was released in 2013 and made by John Harper, who made a lot of other recognizable games, including Blades in the Dark, which is one of the big uh, sort of uh, alternative uh, stealth criminal fantasy based games that a lot of people like to go to when they're done exploring what D&D has to offer um, but this is made by I mean a very accomplished uh, game developer uh, but it is just a short one page you get a couple sentences about how everyone makes their own characters you get a couple sentences about the main decision making or decision resolving mechanic of the game uh, which is you roll a die and you try to get above or below a number. Uh, the the core concept there is every character picks a number, any number from two to five. Which I that that sound that ma- I made it sound like a lot. You just get to choose two, three, four, or five. Um, okay. But you every time you are asked to do something risky, or the person running the game asks you to roll, uh, you'll just roll one six sided die. And if you are trying to do something, it's called a lasers roll. If you're trying to do something with science or precision or with logic or anything of that sort, you are trying to, I believe, roll below the number that you chose for your character. And if you're trying to do something with feelings, which is, say, a persuasive kind of thing or an emotional thing or a interpersonal kind of thing, Um, you are trying to roll above the number that you chose. So with one number that you decide, you essentially get to choose how good you are at the two halves of the game. So say, 
if I were playing a scientist who is very logical, I, if I was trying to play a, a Spock kind of character who's very like, I, I use my brain and I don't have a heart kind of thing, mm -hmm. uh, you would choose a, I believe, a five. Again, there's a little bit, I've, I've played this once or twice now with different people, and the one sticking point with this game is the way it's laid out, it gets a little bit tough to remember which one's above and which one's below sometimes. Hmm. Um, but it is written out pretty clearly. You just have to kind of double check it every once in a while if you are thick, like I am. But how many you, C's? If you, uh, well, I'd give it three C's, but okay, still okay. definitely tack a K on at the end there as well. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's a, it's a real confusing one. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no. If you're trying to make this a spot kind of logical character, you would choose five or maybe four. Uh, which means most of the time when you're trying to make a lasers roll, you'll get under your number. So that's great. Uh, or if you wanted to make a more emotional, interpersonal, kind of a, a face persuasive kind of character, you would choose a low number probably too. And that makes you very likely to succeed on your feelings rolls because you'll almost always roll above your number. Um, so it's really okay. interesting. You You get to choose. It's a very limited choice. But in that, there's a there's a lot of uh, very simple but very important math that goes into what that makes your character good at. And the only other thing added on top of that, well, two other things. The first is you can actually roll more than one die if the person running the game decides that you are either prepared and or an expert in the thing that you're tackling and the challenge that you're going up against you will roll one or two extra dice. So I believe the, the maximum limit is three at a time, and you'll pick the uh, highest or lowest one, depending on what you're trying to accomplish. You'll pick the most successful one. Okay, so like rolling with advantage. Yeah, exactly. And if you get multiple successes when you're rolling multiple dice, you get sort of a critical, it works better than you expected kind of effect. Neat. Um, But the other thing, and I think this is interesting, it's a fun little uh, extra layer, is if you roll exactly your number. So say I was playing my... I'm just going to keep going back to Spock, if that's okay with everyone, because everyone knows who Spock is, I think. Who? Um, so I'm going to go back to him. If I'm playing a Spock character and I roll exactly a two on a laser's roll, that means I get a laser feeling, uh, which means not only do I succeed but I get to ask a question about the current situation. It gives you some example questions, but you essentially get to look at the GM and say, Hey, what's happening here? What's wh I have one question about what's going on and you need to answer it truthfully. And that's a very okay. fun way to have a sort of ultimate success, uh, even beyond a critical success in a very short, uh, explainable way very much so that's actually really cool yeah and that's really the long and short of it which is again a really appealing thing to me because you know tabletop games they're Ooh. not known for their brevity yeah i remember looking at the pathfinder 2 core rule book and i was like <sighs> it's how many pages and like yeah what <laughs> Uh, yeah. So the fact that you were able to kind of succinctly explain the rules within that period of time is awesome, honestly. Uh, yeah, exactly. So for so compare this in the episode we did for Pathfinder, 
I took about that much time to explain the very basic broad strokes general premise of sort of how the game works <laughs> i pretty much just ran through all of the rules for lasers and feelings right here right now so it's a very different scope but that doesn't mean there's less going on when you sit down to play the game uh, oh, it's yeah, not for built sure. for uh, a progression it's not built for carrying characters through a story leveling them up you absolutely can you can revisit the same characters every time you play uh, but it's much more built for these sort of one shot, two to four hours, just make a character that is probably expendable uh, and throw them into this chaotic situation. Uh, on the GM side, you will roll four dice and that will determine what situation the crew finds themselves in. Uh, there are various villains, various uh, MacGuffins and various effects that if the villain gets the MacGuffin, it will do this kind of thing. Oh, um, wow. yeah, but it it just very quickly and very randomly generates the starting situation, you know, the premise for the episode. Uh, and then you just go. The only other rules for the GM are, yeah, make make them roll when they come up against a risky uh, situation, make them explain how they do it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but that, that's about it. But in that, and the several times I've played it, you still get a lot of depth out of it because you can take this situation that you've randomly generated and pull details out of it. You can kind of control the pacing in a way that's very fun. It's not all, you know, D&D or Pathfinders. Okay, you come up against this obstacle. I don't know. What are you doing? A saving throw? Or is it? are you rolling initiative to go into combat? What's happening? What's, uh, it's all just, okay, a thing has happened. How are you responding? But in that, you can kind of respond any way you want, and players can get really creative. And that is what gives a lot of depth to what the game looks like as you play it. You can sort of let your players do anything as long as they can rationally explain it. And as long as you're able to improvise and say, okay, you do that, you maybe don't succeed very well. Here's why you didn't succeed based on your lasers or feelings role. And then just move on. It's if you if you have a group of people that's willing to just be free and chaotic with what happens in the game and aren't too worried about a really heavy uh, experience in your tabletop game, then you're going to have a good time. It's a very fast, very fun, very stupid game. Uh, and I, I love it dearly. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. I like the freedom that it gives, the fact that it sounds so open and able to just kind of play however you want while still kind of having like a, a general rule set uh, to keep you kind of reined in is really, really neat. The that's That sounds like a ton of fun. I'd actually be super down to play that. Yeah, absolutely. And again, the the main reason I'm interested in these short tabletop games like this recently, these one-page games... Uh, Honey Heist is the other one that immediately comes to mind. That's the other very popular uh, one page, very quick uh, one shot game that a lot of people know about. Um, but the the reason I like these types of games is you can just sit down and start playing. It doesn't require prep work. In fact, it's kind of discouraged because it's more fun if you randomly see what happens as you sit down to play. 
you take maybe five minutes to create everybody's characters because there's not a whole lot you really need to dig into about them. And that lets you just start telling this story and see where it goes. And it's so much fun for people who enjoy the concept of tabletop RPGs. But, you know, D&D is heavy. There's a there's a lot of games out there where there's so many books you need and it's intimidating to a lot of people. And this is a good entry point. Games like this are a good entry point for, okay, how do you just sit down and tell a story? And how do you incorporate randomness into that in a very fun and fast way? That sounds a lot more appealing to me because one of the things about D&D that is so intimidating is I don't know if I can dedicate an hour of every single week that I have, or not even an hour, four hours, or a full like night of every single week that I have going forward to keep up with this campaign. Like that's a lot to like parse out time wise, especially with the fact that I've got work and I've got other people to deal with. Like I've got friends who want my time. I've got two podcasts that I run. Like, mm-hmm. well, am at least a part of. Um, <laughs> Like that, the ability to have that, uh, just sit down, play for a little bit, tell a story, see how you feel and move on with your life. That's really cool to get from, uh, a game like this. Like genuinely, I I like TTRPGs that are able to, uh, manage something like that because otherwise it just gets to be, uh, a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I will say as the sort of forever GM for many of my friends who are into tabletop games, it really lets off a lot of pressure. I just finished running a year and a half long D&D campaign and I loved it so dearly, but it took up more of my time than I anticipated, not just playing it, but also preparing for it. If you want to tell a story in D&D, a lot of the time you'll have to either go get a book for a lot of money and pre-read it and have it lay a lot of things out for you or make up your own story, which is, again, another fantastic kind of rewarding. I don't want to sit here every few episodes and just kick D&D to death on the curb. An entire write a novel just to like actually like play a game. Yeah, but I I I don't I don't want to dunk on D&D too hard. It's a fine game and it does what it does with some level of competency. That didn't make it sound very good. Um but I don't I'm not here saying big dense RPGs are something to steer away from because I love them. I love Pathfinder. I you know that. I talked about it for a long time. But there's a very important other side of that where you don't always have time for that. You don't always have time to sit down and play that and you really don't always have time to prepare all of that so games like lasers and feelings if you like sci-fi and you like kind of pulp sci-fi where it's just hey we're here now guns are firing the the enemy cyber zombies are attacking and what are you going to do about it it's very goofy fun in a sci-fi setting that you kind of just get to make up and that's a lot of fun this also seems like it could be really easily adapted to other genres too. If you didn't want to just stick sci-fi, you could yes. make it like high fantasy where you could make it into like a horror setting where you're like monsters instead of space aliens or something like that. Like there's, there's a lot that you could do with this because it's kind of a simple framework of like, yeah, here's 
if you want to do an action, there's this. If you want to do something that's not a direct action, there's this. Roll some dice. Have fun. Yes, you are dead right. And I don't know if you actually knew this before you said that, but there are so many hacks of lasers and feelings because it's basically, hey, you've got one thing and you've got the other thing and you they they sort of kind of oppose and your characters can be good at one thing or the other. You take that and you run with it. I saw in the comments as I was researching some page for one of these games. Oh, yeah, I, I had fun with a little Studio Ghibli hack, uh, Porco and Marco. Oh, that sounds um, so fun. It does. And that's the thing. You can take this framework that Lasers and Feeling sets up, and it's it's a delightful short sci-fi game on its own. But you can take that and just say, okay, instead of Lasers and Feelings, it's, I don't know, dark and light. And suddenly you're playing like these celestial magic characters. Or, or or things like that um and it just it it lets you choose a setting choose two opposing characteristics that your characters might have in different quantities and just go at, at that yeah. point you just need to choose what the situation is and just start playing it, it really it sounds a little bit intimidating to say oh yeah you you have very little setup and just start playing and see what happens but i promise you if you start cracking jokes about what's going on if you start just making things up about the world around you you will have a great time and it won't be this stressful i don't i don't know how to properly develop a world kind of experience it's just play a fun game with your friends and make things up in space and at the end of the day hopefully you will have saved the day that sounds like a ton of fun i actually really like the games that are kind of light like that mm-hmm. uh yeah, like I said, I don't have a ton of time to just kind of sit down and play every single week or dedicate time to a thing. So having something that's like light, easy to play, easy to make my own and like kind of play however I want. And then also uh, just open enough to allow the freedom to to play in a way that my, uh, that is kind of unique and fun every time. Tell a story and explore a world with some friends it sounds like a great time i'm super super into that yeah absolutely and it's it is kind of genius simplicity it gives you a lot of freedom and a lot of fun i think i've said the word fun about a dozen times over the course of this episode but that really is for better and for worse the best way to summarize it it's short sweet enjoyable not it not incredibly deep but that's a good thing that that's a good thing if that's what you want out of this game one thousand percent i agree absolutely uh and that's why i think you should play this game thank you everybody uh who's listened this far uh we really appreciate you uh, mm-hmm. and we will see you soon with the next episode uh i've loved being here love talking about this game and we'll see you in the next episode goodbye Bye-bye. <laughs>